I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, October 6th. No injuries yesterday when a truck became stuck under a building in Quincy Center. Happened at the five-story office building at 21 McGrath Highway at the corner of Washington Street at around 11 a.m. Police say a Penske rental box truck became wedged under the building in the parking area and damaged some of the pipes for the sprinkler system in the building. The building was briefly evacuated as a precaution. However, the building was deemed safe and no one was hurt. The clubhouse at the Furnitzburg Golf Course in Quincy will be demolished next week. Ward 3 Councilor Ian Kane says the demolition will likely begin next Tuesday as part of a major overhaul of the golf course and Forbes Hill Park. Kane says several large dumpsters will be brought in for the demolition and that the bottom of Reservoir Road may be coned off to prevent parking and allow construction vehicles access to the area. Kane says the cones will be removed as soon as the demolition is completed. The city has taken over control of the Furnacebrook Golf Course and will build a new clubhouse, revamp the course, and make improvements to nearby Forbes Hill Park. The project is estimated to cost $14 million. The Thomas Crane Public Library in Quincy Center will mark Let Freedom Read Day tomorrow by hosting a read-in on the library lawn, weather permitting. Library Director Sarah Sliman says community members are encouraged to join in a celebration of unrestricted reading and take a stand against the banning of books. This is Banned Books Week, created in 1982 in response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in libraries, bookstores, and schools. The event highlights the value of free and open access to information. Participants are welcome to bring their own books or choose a book from the library. The event runs from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow. No registration is required, and the event is free for all. Well, so far, at least, Quincy's annual food truck and music festival is still a go for tomorrow. Over 20 food trucks will line Coddington Street, and there will be live entertainment for all ages on the Hancock Adams Common. The event is set to run from noon to 6. This is the final weekend for the Quincy School's art exhibit at the Q Arts Gallery in Quincy Center. 20 mural-sized canvases, each representing one of Quincy's schools, is on display. The gallery is open today from 2 to 5, Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. Today is the deadline for entries to be received in the annual Quincy Christmas Parade theme contest. The Christmas Festival Committee will accept entries until 4.30 this afternoon at 1 Marymount Parkway. The winner of the theme contest will receive a gift and an invitation to ride in the 70th Annual Parade, which will be held on Sunday, November 26th. A reminder, buses will replace MBTA redline trains between Broadway and North Quincy all day Saturday and Sunday. Buses will also replace the commuter rail between South Station and Braintree all day this weekend for track work. There will be a one-day delay for the curbside collection of trash and recycling in Quincy next week due to the holiday on Monday. 
Norfolk County Register of Deeds Bill O'Donnell says that Norfolk County recordings in September showed a significant decline in the total number of property sales compared to a year ago. He says the decline can be attributed to a limited inventory of new and existing property for sale and a housing market that continues to struggle with higher interest rates. Total number of deeds recorded for September, which reflects both commercial and residential properties, was 1,251, down 12% from September of 2022 and down 1% from this past August. However, the number also includes transfers of property within families and other non-market transactions. Total number of actual property sales for September was 668, down 21% from last year, down 5% from last month. And the average price of commercial and residential properties in September fell to just over $860,000, a 20% decrease compared to September of 2022, and a decrease of 29% from August. The total dollar volume of commercial and residential sales is also down, decreasing 37% from last year and 44% from last month. For the month of August, lending activity overall continued to decline from a year ago. A total of 1,174 mortgages were recorded, 31% less than last year, 5% less than last month. Some veterans are scrambling to find a place to stay for December's Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium. They had hotel rooms booked, but the migrant crisis is complicating things. Governor Mara Healy says her office is making progress in finding new hotel rooms for those impacted. Healy says hotels in the Foxborough area were double booked, a decision to take in asylum-seeking migrants, leaving at least 70 veterans without a place to stay ahead of one of the most anticipated games in college football. Yesterday, the governor assured veterans they will have accommodations. The Healy administration estimates the state is helping roughly 6,500 migrant families under the state's right-to-shelter law. A tough task, Healy has called in the National Guard to assist. Federal government launching an investigation into Massachusetts' special education system. The probe is questioning if Massachusetts adequately supports students with disabilities and whether DESE provides proper oversight. It comes after ongoing claims from parents, teachers, and advocates that the state has been failing to properly investigate complaints about inadequate education for students with disabilities. Local school districts are responsible for providing special education service, and the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education is responsible for overseeing compliance. DESE now has until the end of November to hand over specific data documentation, and records related to its special education oversight procedures. Well, in the wake of a shooting in Holyoke that left a pregnant mother fighting for her life and her baby dead, lawmakers on Beacon Hill announced sweeping gun reform legislation entitled An Act Modernizing Firearm Laws. The 123-page bill attempts to correct Massachusetts gun control laws ruled unconstitutional in a recent Supreme Court decision. It also adds several other protections 
As the bill was announced at a press conference yesterday, Representative Michael Day says, quote, a woman minding her own business sitting on a public bus in Holyoke now has her baby ripped away from her. She is left battling for her own life because of stray gunfire. According to a summary of the bill, it would stem the flow of illegal guns by providing tools for law enforcement to target illegal gun trafficking by including an enhanced tracing system to track firearms used in crimes, modernizing the existing firearm registration system, and increasing the availability of firearm data for academic and policy use. Bill would also update the increased thresholds for those applying for a gun license by standardizing training requirements for individuals seeking a license to carry and requiring live firearm training. The public will be welcome to testify about the bill at a public hearing next Tuesday at 11 a.m. at the State House. Lawmakers who propose the bill hope the House will be voting on it by the end of the month, although similar bills in the past have failed or died as the legislative session comes to an end. Massachusetts is launching a new weekly dashboard that will track viral respiratory illness trends across the state, focusing in particular on COVID-19, the flu, and the respiratory virus known as RSV. The dashboards, which will update each Thursday, streamline previous tracking done by the state during the flu season, and the daily and weekly COVID data updates provided since March of 2020, according to the state health department. Officials are focusing on the flu, RSV, and COVID-19, since they are the respiratory illnesses most likely to cause severe disease. A spike in cases of RSV, COVID, and the flu put a strain on local hospitals last year during the winter. The dashboards will track data from July through June and will eventually include granular data on vaccination against COVID, flu, and RSV. They'll also track emergency room visits and hospital room visits associated with severe disease from those three viruses. Deaths from COVID and the flu will also be tracked. A check of business news this morning. Stocks retreated. The Dow was down nine points. The Nasdaq dropped 16. The S&P fell five. Asian shares mostly rose the dollar rose, the euro is down, oil down again to $82 a barrel. And sports patriots getting ready for Sunday's game against the Saints at 1 p.m. at Gillette. Today's forecast, morning clouds and then some afternoon sun, a high of 69 degrees, cloudy tonight, low 61. Rain tomorrow, a high of 65. Cloudy on Sunday, high 63, and partly cloudy on Monday, high 61. But the boater waves about a foot, wind out of the southeast, 5 to 10 knots, high tide, 5.39 p.m. Sunrise, 6.46, set at 6.17. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, October 6th.